0: Um, so, for example, you know the the session on the multidisciplinary nature of cardio oncology. You know the session with the nurse and the pharmacist and yeah. other members of the team. I think it would be nice to maybe you know stress a little bit about that. Um, and also, I think the the talk or the session on how to develop a career in cardio oncology that's really useful for like trainees and even you know young consultants who are just getting in the field. Um, and the other one that I had was. Um, original research, because um, we, we you know, we do have the young investigator stuff, so I don't know if uh, it was felt that that was useful. And um, you know, cardio-oncology across the globe, of course, I thought was a very,
1: very exciting thing. So, Welcome to All Things Cardio-Oncology. This is the podcast of the International Cardio-Oncology Society. My name is Steve Caselli. I'm the Executive Director of ICOS, and Pleasure to have with me my co-host, Arjun Ghosh. Arjun, would you introduce yourself?
0: Thanks, Eve. My name's Arjun Ghosh. I'm a consultant cardiologist at Bart's Heart Center and uh, University College London Hospital, and I run the cardiology program at
1: UCLH. Thank you. Always good to have you with us. And it is hard to believe, but we're coming up on our second global cardio-oncology summit in the virtual space. Like uh, most meetings, we went virtual last year. We decided this year, given our international uh, community, that we would need to go virtual again this year. So we're coming up September 30th and October 1st. Um, We'll once again host a virtual gathering of our global community. We now have 18 chapters across the globe. So we're excited um, to be able to participate in this way, even though it's uh, less than ideal. So we thought it'd be helpful today to just uh, talk briefly with one of the principal organizers of this meeting, uh, Dr. Michael Fradley. Um, Mike has been more intimately involved in the planning of this meeting probably than he cares to be, but we are very happy to have you with us today. So welcome, Mike, and uh, why don't you begin by just introducing yourself. Not everybody would know you. Tell us about uh, a little bit about your background and your history in cardio oncology and where you're serving currently.
2: Thanks, Steve. Uh, And uh, it's really a pleasure to be able to to talk with you and Arjun today. And uh, it's been certainly a lot of fun uh, working with you and the rest of the organizers on the virtual GCOS this year. So um, I am a cardio-oncologist. I also have a background in electrophysiology. So I have a lot of interest in uh, abnormal heart rhythms and how they uh, impact uh, oncology patients and, and cancer survivors. Um, I had previously been uh, down in Florida uh, at Moffitt Cancer Center at the University of South Florida, but uh, moved up to the University of Pennsylvania about a year and a half ago, where I am uh, the medical director of the cardio-oncology program for Penn Medicine.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much for that introduction. And Mike, um, wanna begin, just tell us a little bit about some of the nuts and bolts of the event this year.
2: Yeah, so this year we have the event spread over two half days, as you'd mentioned earlier, we're looking at September 30th and October 1st. And we wanted to do this over the half days to allow people a little bit more flexibility in their schedule and also to ensure uh, we could have as many people from a global standpoint participate um, in the program in a live fashion, because we are really hoping to try and have engagement with our participants and the faculty members.
1: Arjun, do you have any thoughts about the meeting that you'd like to hear from Mike?
0: Yeah, thanks uh, a lot, uh, Steve, and thanks, Mike, for, for setting the scene. Um, I I suppose one of my first questions would be, uh, Mike, what are the highlights uh, of the the meeting? What are the the main uh, things the audience can look forward to?
2: So that's a great question. And I think that there are several different sessions that are particularly unique and that I'm really excited about about attending. First off, we have uh, a session in which we are um, really looking at how the COVID pandemic has impacted the delivery of cardio-oncology care and the different lessons that we can learn from this epidemic to better serve our patients. So rather than taking the negative, really turning it into a positive and and seeing what we can do uh, in the future so that we provide the most optimal care for our cardio-oncology patients. And we have uh, some great chairs and two spectacular speakers, one from the oncology perspective and one from the cardiology perspective. That takes us then into um, a a really uh, interesting session and one that I'm looking forward to, which is cardio-oncology around the globe. And I think that there's often this sense that cardio-oncology is something that's confined to North America or just to sort of Western countries. And in fact, cardio-oncology plays a significant role and is is really uh, uh, developed into an important specialty in countries throughout the world, including North America, South America, Europe, Asia, and Australia. And we have individuals from all of these different areas coming together to discuss their own unique perspectives and experiences in terms of developing cardio-oncology in their own countries. We have speakers from Argentina, Mexico, China, Australia, uh, the Ukraine, as well as the Nordic countries uh, giving us their perspectives. And I think that's gonna be a really exciting session.
0: Great. That seems really interesting um, and, and really uh, you know, topical things. And, and it's great to hear the positive aspects maybe of how we can move uh, the field forwards and innovate in times of COVID uh, as a positive slant and things. Um, in terms of uh, these presentations, I know that we would have all loved to have had this in person. But uh, because of circumstances, this will be the second uh, virtual uh, cardio-oncology conference. Um, a lot of these kind of virtual events taking place and Zoom fatigue and things. So, uh, have the organizers thought about this? And will you be doing anything different or unique to try and uh, break us out of that that Zoom fatigue as it is?
2: Absolutely. I think uh, you know you you really hit the the nail on the head. Uh, we are inundated now with conferences via uh, video chat and. At the beginning of this pandemic, it was somewhat of a novel experience, but it has certainly, I think, worn on most of us. And it's important for us to figure out ways to to do this in a more uh, engaging fashion, in a way that allows us to continue to really connect with our colleagues, because I think that has probably been the biggest challenge uh, from the lack of in-person meetings. And so we really try to figure out ways to bring together that engagement amongst our colleagues, amongst the registrants who you know want the opportunity to actually ask questions and interact with us and develop some of those more personal connections and network. So some of the ways we've done that is try to uh, have Smaller sessions that people can pick and choose the topics that they are more uh, interested in, which then allows for uh, more direct communication between the participants and the speakers. And in those sessions, we're hoping that people will turn on their cameras, that we're able to see each other's faces, um, and actually have conversations. We also have different breakout rooms that, again, focus on specific topics as it relates to career development, so that, once again, the, the participants can actually interact with the panelists and directly ask questions
0: okay i mean i think that sounds wonderful especially given that you know interaction is is one of the key uh, issues or the lack of interaction uh, with the virtual meeting so the fact that they'll be able to communicate with the speakers and also you know really have their questions answered you know it, it sounds fantastic and especially the visual aspect as well of you know having the cameras on sounds great and, and I guess my, my last question for this bit would be: um, You've already mentioned that there are going to be some really excellent, you know, speakers giving great talks. So, you know, uh, could you name some of these, you know, key presenters? And um, I mean, I'm sure they're all pretty big and giants in the field of oncology.
2: Absolutely. You know, I will say that we uh, have an ambitious. Uh, faculty list this year of almost 70 individuals. And these are people coming from across the globe. And these are all thought leaders in the field of cardio-oncology. And it's really, you know, amazing that even in the midst of, you know, the pandemic, Zoom fatigue, multiple different time zones, we were able to get everybody together. But some of the names that I think everyone recognizes um, and will be excited to hear uh, and interact with during the meeting include uh, Dr. Bonnie Key, uh, who certainly uh, needs no introduction, but she is uh you know, a, a force in the field of cardio-oncology. She's the editor-in-chief of Jack Cardio-Oncology, um, one of our primary journals in the field of cardio-oncology, so she'll be there. Uh, Dr. Dan Lenahan, uh, Dr. Susan Dent, uh, who's one of the foremost medical oncologists who focuses on cardio-oncology. Um, and we also have uh, Dr. Tom Marwick in, Dr. Dinesh Nathan, who published the recent uh, SUCOR trial, and they're both going to be uh, discussing that in a uh, debate format, which is going to be something very exciting.
0: Great. That sounds really, really interesting, and I'm sure our listeners will uh, be lining up to register if they haven't already registered uh, for for the meeting. Uh, Steve, if I uh,
1: hand back to you for some of your, your questions. Yeah, Mike, you already sort of touched on some of the highlights, but I wonder if there are other topics, particularly scientific topics, that you think would be of interest to our listeners.
2: Yeah, um, so one of the things that makes GCOS uh, unique and different from some of the other cardio-oncology meetings is that in addition to having a global presence, we really want this to be an opportunity to present science, not simply just discuss topics of cardio oncology, but also ways in which we are as a, a community of physician scientists advancing the field. And so we have one session in which we will be introducing sort of the key developments in the field of cardio oncology from a basic and translational science standpoint as well as from a, a more clinical standpoint and looking at that clinical uh, that looking from that clinical angle, from both the more oncology focused and then the more cardiology focused. And I think that's gonna be a really great session. And in in that similar vein, we have a young investigators competition once again this year. This is always one of the highlights of our GCOS events in which uh, we have three finalists who are all either junior faculty members or trainees at different stages of their career presenting their own personal research. Um, And they have an opportunity to uh, interact with our judges um, who are, again, part of our our GCOS faculty who will ultimately decide who has really presented the best scientific work of the year. And finally, we have a virtual poster hall. So all of the individuals who have have submitted science had their abstracts reviewed um, by uh, a committee and the best abstracts were uh, accepted for poster presentation and participants will be able to uh, go to the virtual poster hall throughout the meeting and click on the individual's posters and learn a bit more about their scientific research.
1: What about any any sessions that you think are unique or different this year, uh, you know, other than kind of the traditional kinds of presentations you might see at a meeting like this?
2: Yeah, I think there's two uh, that are particularly unique um, and, you know, are not ones that will necessarily uh, be seen at each GCOS meeting that we, that we have. And one of them is uh, this session that's that we have entitled the art of engagement. And in this session, we actually have invited a a professional uh, speaker, Craig Myler, who does um, professional motivational speaking. He does TED Talks and really kind of give us advice and his perspective on how we as physicians and other members of the healthcare team who are involved in this, you know, this nascent field of cardio-oncology, how we can uh, engage each other, our patients, uh, and really kind of the community at large in terms of advancing the field of cardio-oncology, advancing our careers within cardio-oncology. And so I think this is going to just be a really spectacular learning opportunity for everybody involved. And then finally, I think that it's important to to remember that uh, this year we lost uh, a legend in the field of cardio-oncology, Dr. Tom Force. And Tom Force has been an incredibly important part uh, in the career development of many individuals in this field. And we really wanted to put together um, a tribute to him and everything that he has done for the field of cardio oncology. And Dr. Uh, Dan Lenahan and Dr. Bonnie Key, both of whom uh, were very close to, to Tom Force and uh, he was really a mentor to both of them have put together really an incredible tribute to him. And I think we're all going to be really watching that. And and, uh, it's going to be a a really special moment in the meeting.
1: That's outstanding. You know, I had the pleasure of talking with Craig about the art of persuasion. And I think um, that is something that whether we recognize it or not, all of us in one way or another in the communication business we're communicating our science to other scientists we're communicating uh, with our patients and we're always trying to communicate more effectively so I, I agree i think that's going to be a really useful and very helpful unique kind of meeting arjun any other thoughts or questions
0: uh thanks no i mean i think it sounds like an amazing meeting um really just focusing on the diversity of uh, topics in cardio-oncology, but also you know communication strategies and the global reach of the cardio-oncology community. Uh, I can't wait uh, for it to happen and really looking forward to it. And I hope our listeners uh, you know, do register because it's going to be a fantastic meeting.
1: Mike, any other closing thoughts or comments or encouragements?
0: I really
2: appreciate the opportunity to speak with both of you today. Um, I I really am excited about GCOS uh, this year. Certainly wish we could be doing this in person, but uh, I think this is going to be a really fantastic virtual meeting that we do our best to try and bring together that, that collaborative spirit that we have when we are all together in person. So looking forward to the meeting, looking forward to engaging with all of my colleagues, meeting new people, at least virtually, um, and and can't wait to hear these great talks.
1: Excellent. And I want to personally just say to you, Mike, thank you so much for all the work you've done behind the scenes to put together this meeting. We've been planning it for, uh, you know, over a year and I think it's going to be incredibly encouraging. I keep thinking it's going to be informative, but I think at the same time, it's going to be very inspirational. And I think that'll be a testament to the work that you've put in. So thank you for for all your work. And if our listeners want more information about um, our organization, the International Cardio-Oncology Society, uh, all the activities that we're engaged in, including this meeting, you can go to IC ic-os.org, ic-os.org. And for this meeting under the events tab, you'll find a link for more information. So until our next episode, stay safe and we hope to be in touch soon. Bye-bye for now.